When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At six minutes past eight, we'll kick off with the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And this was the highlight at Tamworth on Sunday. Pakasawa three wide. Casino Lord is out four deep. Ezekiel just in front. Claimed by Running Bear. Akasawa, Casino Lord, but Akasawa races to the front. Akasawa is the Hunter Northwest champion. Akasawa wins from either Running Bear or Casino Lord. Behind those next was Boot Scooter. For that was going trainer Paul Massara's third victory in a country championship heat. He went close at the fir- in the first country championship with Tara Gower. He finished second on that occasion. But Akasawa has got plenty of ability. That was win six from uh, Akasawa's ninth start. And Paul Massara joins us now on the line from Scone. Good morning to you, Paul. Congratulations, first of all. Oh, thanks very much, Kath. Yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, nice to be here. Um, Akasawa, geez, he's got a lot of potential. Nine starts, six wins. He's a five-year-old by real impact. So why has he only had the nine starts as a five-year-old? Oh, it's a, it's a long story. <laughs> a, hard, a bit of a heartbreaking one. I actually he's, I had him set up to try and run him in the derby as a three-year-old. And uh, he was running in the lead-up the week early, and the plan was to back him up in the derby. And uh, he, he just slipped on the walker and kind of landed on his bum just in the, on the week of. And um, uh, so that would have been kind of 10 days before the derby, I think it was. And uh, and he tore the little muscle or the, where the hamstring inserts on the back of the pelvis. It, he, uh, he tore a little bit off there and we had to give it kind of basically give him nine months off. So he had nine months off there. Um, he came back in and uh, resumed a year later at uh, Newcastle. Um, he was devastated that day, blew them away over 1,350, just trying to get him warmed up again and get him going because he'd won. He should have been arguably undefeated in his first prep. He got knocked over at the 200 one day and he should have won. He got beaten a short half head and uh, came back, bolted in and pulled up sore the next day and had a small stress fracture in a pelvis. So that got him another year off, basically. And that takes us to this preparation. So uh, he's been fine since and uh, obviously time has you know has been the best thing for him and uh, he's had a you know start off his preparation well and then we gave him a little let up and then prepared him for the uh, the race on Sunday so how good is he Paul then with all of those injuries oh. and the ability that you thought he had at the start um, how good is he well he's a good horse um, to be honest with you I've always thought he'd be at his best over you know a mile and beyond um, so we're just it's a matter of keeping him fresh yeah. and nice and bouncy for these races, which he can obviously perform well in. Um, first up after, you know, another year off it was at Canterbury, he broke the track record uh, over 12.50. So we know that he's got the speed to obviously do it. Um, it's just training him for the particular event, you know what I mean? Not not putting yeah. too many miles between him and just doing the sharper work within the fast-twitch muscle fibre stuff to um, to keep it nice and active and, and ready to roll. So he sounds like he's a challenge for yourself because... As you just pointed out, if you probably didn't have a, a half a million dollar country championship, which is basically in your, your backyard before you have to go to Sydney, that you would have got him out to more of a trip already. Yeah, naturally he wants to he wants to head out and uh, get get over a bit further. But um, 
Uh, listen, the good thing about the horse is he's, he's such a genuine horse, you know, as you can tell by his record. Like, he sticks his head out, he's a, he's a trainer's dream because yeah. you kind of go to the racetrack and you always know he's going to give 100% and uh, they're the best horses. So he never really puts in a bad one, he hasn't. And as long as you send him there in good order and he, he, he does the rest. So I don't think it'll be a massive challenge. I yeah. just think it's a matter of not overdoing it. You know, we've got time up our sleeve now. Probably the, the five weeks between runs suits us. Um, in terms of what we're going to do with him, we'll give him an easy week this week. He'll probably just have a week off and go on the aquasizer and out in the paddock and then, you know, we'll try to counter for a week and then we'll start to, to build up into it again. I know that your old man played a major part in the, the country championship. Um, what was it like there at Tamworth? We had a chat to Cody Morgan and he was saying it was clearly the biggest day of the year for his stable with all of his owners getting to Tamworth. And I think he had four or so runners in that heat of the country championship. Has it exceeded your expectations, mate, uh, on how big this has actually become for the country yeah, people? I think it's, uh, it's one of those initiatives that's, that, that really took off yeah. and, uh, has been kind of uh, well and truly um, uh, taken in and, and, and absorbed by all the country folk. Uh, they love the opportunity to go to Sydney and race in a big race and have the top jockeys ride their horses and, you know, rub shoulders with all the other, uh, the equine and, you know, and and, uh, and human stars down there in Sydney. It's a, it's a bit of a thing. So I think the whole concept's been really successful. Uh, I think uh, for... Tamworth itself, it was a, a great day. The club did a good job, presented the track really well. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of tick, tick, tick. There was no no negatives at all on the day. I, I see you often at the sales when we're there, um, Paul, and I often think because when I was starting off in the game, you were training winners in town for fun. You had that superstar mare or tents here that went to Perth and, and won a winter bottom. Um, but I also knew that you, you had Arrowfield and your father there that, was running the, the biggest farm in the country. Um, so you divide your time between, say, training a few horses and, and also um, looking after the farm. Is that is that your situation at the moment? Yeah, that's basically. I mean, um, largely the horses that I train are the horses that we don't sell at yeah. the sales. So Akasawa was, I think, passed into the June sale. Um, so um, a horse like him, we weren't able to sell him at a sale and uh, so he ended up coming home and then kind of go through the system. So I don't really publicly train. I don't take on outside horses. We just train our own and uh, and that's fundamentally the horses that we can't sell. So I don't really get the opportunity to pick and choose, just whatever comes through. And uh, a lot of the time those horses have had little issues or things. There's a reason why they haven't been sold or couldn't get to a sale or bits and pieces. So um, it, it's, it's a good learning curve because you've got to work around uh, find workarounds for most of the horses, but uh, most of the time we do that. And, um, you know, if you're patient with them, time heals most things. So uh, that's the situation there. And that's kind of my morning from kind of 5.30 till 9.30, 10 o'clock. And then the rest of the time I spend on the farm yeah. at Arrowfield. And if there's any other problems, I'll come back over to the stable and check them out. But uh, fundamentally, most of my day, the main part of my day, has been at Arrowfield, morning for track work and going through all the horses and then, uh, yeah, it's a it's a busy week. That must be difficult in a way, I would imagine. And you can, well, it would be difficult for me. So you're at the farm, you work with all these beautifully bred um, yearlings that are getting prepared for, for sale. And then there's one that looks you in the eye and says, mate, you've got to train me. You, you can't let me go. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, well, in the old days, exactly. I'd go and try and find some owners and... <laughs> 
put together some people and buy one of those horses. But <laughs> I just don't have the time probably to, to service the ownership as the owners as yeah. well as as need need be um, as a public trainer. So. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of communication, a lot of time involved in all those things, and I don't have that time. So it's it's more, and a lot of the horses that I have are horses that take a lot of time, and you know, a lot of big operations. They just these types of horses, a they're not really interested in, and 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 b, you know, they need horses that are up and running, and they want you know horses in boxes that are, you know, that are going to be racing. And a lot of my horses that I've got here, you know, they might they might be two years before they see a racetrack. You know what I mean? So. They're slightly, they're slightly, uh, it's a slightly different situation, um, but nonetheless, um, you know, they're often they're well bred because a lot of them are by good stallions, and uh, as such, you know, certainly a few of them poke their noses through. So um, we just hope to get a good one every now and then. And I do listen. I will confess, <laughs> I did pick one this year. Okay. Um, and we normally, uh, and I have waited a long time, but it's uh, a daughter of Miss Finland who I was in love with as a weanling right through, and it's her eighth foal, so seven ahead, seven went ahead before I was able to put my nose in the trough, and uh, and uh, I said, listen, that one, I, I, I think that's. So I had a chat to to the owners who are all long term friends and clients of the farm, and yeah. said, listen, I'd really like to train this one, and uh, so I've got a done deal filly out of Miss Finland this year, and she'd be the only one that. Uh, but for a long time, I've kind of, yeah, moved to the side. With Dundee, like Dundee is nearly becoming my favourite bull at the moment. There's a few out there. I'm falling in love with the Stern, but there's there's something um, special about the Dundeals. Um, how have you? Obviously, you're a big fan of them, Paul. But um, do you have a favourite stallion? Um, I guess in the old days it was Reduce Choice, yeah. but uh, that's just from my history with the horse and being around him for a long time and just just the nature of the horse. But um, Dundee's fast becoming, you know, a very, very good stallion. And uh, I think you're about to see the best of him over the next uh, year or two as, um, you know, his the quality of his books and the numbers that he got have improved. And as as such, a lot of his progeny are, you know, they're, they're winning everywhere. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, he's had umpteen winners, stakes winners. Um, it's just been going on and on so and I think there's going to be more and more of them particularly as the classic races come up the guineas and the, the derbies and those types of races they tend to really come to the fore so um, you know he was a champion and he was a you know a derby winner and uh, amongst you know all the other races that he won yeah. so they've got that scope to get over a bit of a trip which is you know I think really important bit of depth and uh, what you want when you're training racehorses you know you just don't want these five furlong horses that fall over you know, when they get to six furlongs, you want horses with a bit of depth that can run your mile in 2,000 metres and take on, you know, the good races, the better races. What What's the team um, saying about Remark, obviously, in the famous Arrowfield Colours? And since he's been uh, gelded, he's just been a different horse. Um, how do you? How far do you think he can go, Paul? Oh, I actually think he's definitely... Uh, and obviously, I mean, uh, the Hawks team has told us for a long time how good he is. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of trying to draw that out of him. But obviously what they show, what he shows them in track work in the morning must be quite outstanding because um, they've been seeing his praises for a long time. So um, it, it just couldn't quite squeeze it out of him. They couldn't quite get it out. But um, so yeah, since he's been gelded, um, the horse has done extremely well and... The feeling is that he can definitely get to, to the top grade. And uh, I thought he showed that first up in that race. I thought it was an outstanding run. Sectionals, times, weights, everything, you know, all the metrics say that he's going to be a, a, you know, I think a group one horse, or certainly one in the making anyway. So 
Um, I think he's on that trajectory, and uh, if he can continue, I think he'll get there. So um, he's in for a very good autumn, and uh, they're very happy with him. That's all I can tell you. How, dif- how difficult is it when you've got a horse bred like him by Snitzel out of response and um, Johnny Hawks rings rings you up and says, mate, we need to geld this horse? Well, I think my father preferred to geld me. Yeah. I think that was... You know, <laughs> If it was uh, a mere remark, I would have gone first, mate. Um, a very, very difficult decision to make, um, particularly with his pedigree. You know, he's a half-sister, full-sister, I should say, to a golden slipper winner. He's just, you know, he was one of those, you know, it's just a stallion in the making. It was just a matter of getting him to do it on the track. But at the end of the day, as I say to everyone and as, you know, as a trainer, you know, if... If they're not going to win the big races, they're not going to be standings anyway. So you end up with nothing. You either gild them and end up with a good racehorse, or you don't gild them and you end up with nothing. You know, so a lot of the time, the decision's made for you, and I think uh, it just has to happen. So um, there's not much you can really do, but it's a very difficult decision at the time. You know, a lot, lot, lot of thought goes into it, but at the end of the day, you know, the trainers really feel that uh, the horse needs to be gilded, otherwise you're not going to see his best. I think you don't have much of an option but to but to do it. Mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, Akasawa, can't wait to see what he can do on that 1st of uh, April there in the country championship final. Hopefully he can deliver you with your, your first country championship. But um, uh, you've done a great job with him, with the story that you just told us, what he's been through. And um, we look forward, we'll catch you probably at the Premier Sales, which is just around the corner, mate. Yeah, we'll be down there this weekend and uh, look forward to seeing you there. All right, mate. Thanks for that, Paul. Well done. All the very best. Thank you. Great to catch up with Paul Massara there. Now, we'll take a quick break. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. On the other side of it, we'll catch up with one of my favourites in any code. He's a superstar driver and trainer. His name is Nathan Turnbull and, he, and boy, he can tip us a winner as well. So, Nathan Turnbull to join us next because he's in for a big night on Saturday night when, be, when he will be chasing... He's first New South Wales derby with his star three-year-old better be the best.